Hey, uh, thanks for saying hi to somebody, and uh, go ahead and grab a seat. Hey, uh, <clears throat> good morning. Hey, uh, my name's Tim. I'm the lead pastor here. It's, it's really good to be with you this morning. Um, thanks for choosing to, to be uh, here at, at Mosaic on, uh, on Sunday morning at 11 on a holiday weekend. Um, I don't know if you, if you looked at Labor Day and you're like, this is what I'm going to do for Labor Day. I'm going to make sure I am at... Uh, my church on on Labor Day, but if you did that, great. Um, if if somebody dragged you here this morning, um, they are your friend, and you should thank them. And uh, thanks for being here; it's great. And I just want to say they're not in the room right now, but there's a there's a ton of folks that are serving with our kids upstairs and downstairs, and uh, are they're kind of kicking off their fall. I talked to uh, one of the uh, teachers downstairs; it was like huge smile on her face, like it's great to be back. They got a month off, so I don't know if you know this, but for our kids ministry, we give. Uh, our, our teachers and volunteers in kids ministry the month of August off and uh, so come back rejuvenated today so that was just great great to see but glad you're here on a, on a holiday weekend uh, on Labor Day welcome welcome to Mosaic if, if you're new um, I want to invite you to find a Bible and find your way to, to Genesis which is the very first book of the Bible if you're not familiar with it Genesis chapter 12 I want to read just a couple verses and uh before you, before we pray together, I just want to let you know we're we had a, a plan for what this Sunday was going to look like, and uh, have completely changed that. Um, not the whole gathering, but this the next say let's twenty five minutes or so um, is going to look very different than was initially planned. So I want to I want to read this passage of scripture uh, uh, together, and then and then tell you some some news that uh, uh, about a, a decision that we've made uh, going forward as a as a church. Um, that's a it's a big decision. So um, I hate to drop that and then pray because you're like, what? What's happening? Um, but I'm going to do it anyways. So um, let's, let's pray together. God, thanks for the words of that song, uh, to sing them again and again. Uh, just that uh, for those of us who, who know Jesus, for those of us that are walking with you, Jesus, that we've, we've decided to, to follow you, to trust you, um, and to get to know you more, um, to rely on you for our identity and our hope, um, that we're actually, we're standing on a, on a rock. We're standing on a firm foundation. We're standing on you. You, you don't change. You're, you don't fluctuate. You don't disappear and reappear. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, you're a firm foundation and unchanging. And as we sang the words to that song, what, what struck me this morning was that that that's true of your love as well and how untrue that is of, of my love that my love comes and goes it it gets more intense and it gets less intense but your love doesn't that your love for each and every one of us is unchanging and the same and strong and steady and true and real and powerful and so we we celebrate that in this place we celebrate you and, and we worship you and god would you be would you be blessed by our our worship and our attention on you and our reliance on you, even in this morning, in this gathering right now. So Holy Spirit, would you work? Uh, Jesus, would you guide us and, and teach us and lead us? It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So uh, verse, verses 1 through 4 in Genesis chapter 12 say this, and this comes right after, uh, this is uh, God uh, calling, this is a story of God calling Abram, who later got a, a, an extended name, Abraham, but he's just Abram right here. And what, what's happening, where we're picking up this story of God right now, is that it's kind of coming from some really difficult, tragic points in human history, where uh, a bunch of people got together and said, we, uh, we can accomplish a lot, we're strong, we're good, we're bright. Um, we're smart, we can create things. And they started building a tower to get to God because they figured 
we can do this. We can build a tower tall enough to get to God. And then when we get to God, we'll know all God's secrets and we'll be equal with God. And that will just be great. So they start building it and, and God says, no, nope, that's not going to work. And he, um, he divides their, their tongues, their languages and sends them all in different directions and, and says, this isn't what humanity is supposed to do. They're not supposed to work their way to be equal with me. They're supposed to love me and worship me and trust me. And so that has just happened and they're all dispersed both language wise and geographically. And then he calls Abram again, who later will become Abraham. And this is the call that he gives to Abram. Listen to these verses. Verse one, the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I, whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. God says to Abram, leave, leave everything that you know and step out into the unknown is essentially what he's saying. So Abram is with his tribe, his people, his, his father's household, uh, a land that he's familiar with and knows and knows how to, to live and function there. And God says, leave everything that you know and go out, step out into the unknown. Um, and then he makes this promise to him. I'm going to bless you. Um, and I'm going to bless all people through you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you into a great, great nation. And so um, what it means to become a great nation and at that point, and, and even today, is you have, to, you have to multiply. You have to have a people group that, that has babies and grows them up, and they stay alive and to have babies themselves, and you grow and multiply. And Abraham is 75 years old at this point in his life. He's been married longer than most of us in the room today have been alive. And they just had long decades in the past accepted that they are not going to have children, that they're barren. They're not going to have sons and daughters. They're not going to multiply in that way. And yet God says to them at 75 years old, decades of marriage, having no children, saying, you're going to multiply and have a great large family that will be a large nation. Everything doesn't make sense. And what Abraham chooses to do is, is to step out into the unknown, to, step, to take a step of obedience to God. He could have just rolled over, gone back to sleep and gone, that was just a weird dream and delete and I'll wake up and be sensible in the morning. And he doesn't. He says, this is the voice of God. I'm going to step out in obedience and great faith. And what happens is we read the rest of scripture and the story of God is that we find that what God promised Abram in that time came true. And it was able to come true first and foremost because of God's promise and power. But secondly, through the obedience and faith that Abram demonstrated. And that's been true of the people of God since then, that when they're obedient and faithful, that God blesses and works. And it happens today in in our time through people that are obedient and faithful, that when they follow Jesus and then something happens, that they come together and these things are are come into existence called churches. And so churches for some 2,000 years have been this part of the story continued, that the people, when they're obedient and faithful to Jesus, that the churches happened and, and we're part of that story. We're part of the story that traces back to Genesis chapter 12 and that we want to be a church that is obedient and, and faithful. And uh, some 15 years ago, actually 15 years ago this month, I don't know the exact date, it's been lost in the history records, but 15 years ago this month, September of 2003, Mosaic officially 
launched, officially became a church that was meeting weekly in this building on, on Sunday mornings. And um, for 15 years, we've sought to be a church that's obedient and, and faithful and to, to step forward into the vision that God's called us. And what's happened is that God's blessed in so many ways that people have come to faith. People who are far from God had lives that were broken and didn't even know it have come to meet Jesus. And we've baptized people up, up there and down here and in homes and in pools and at Mosaic North and another church that people have been baptized. We've seen people come and, and find a, a, a partner in life and decide to get married. We've seen marriages that are about to fall apart be restored. We've seen families have children and raise their children to follow Jesus and to be baptized. And we've served our city in so many great ways and we've been sacrificial and generous in so many ways. God called us to be a church that, that plants other churches, which if you're not familiar with that or, uh, or haven't heard that before, what, what that means for us is that we're, we're called to identify leaders and invest in them heavily and, and help them develop and then build a, a core group of people around them that they, they can find people here that share their passion or mission for another part of the city. And then we send them out and we, we've sent out some of our best leaders. We've sent out some great friends, some quality volunteers and leaders and families and couples and individuals to go and plant churches around our city and then, and then help fund it well with, with money and sacrificially financially support churches. And in 15 years, we've planted six churches. Our first was in uh, 2005, and then from 2009, we just added this up this, this past week, from 2009 to 2014, that was about six years in there, uh, we planted five, five churches. And the most recent of those five churches was Mosaic North, which the vision for that started about five years ago, and we shared it with ourselves as a church, and then we started building a team and started groups in North Portland, and then planted Mosaic North there, started meeting weekly about four years ago. And we're coming to this place where we're seeing part of the vision that we had at the beginning start to be fulfilled. And part of that vision was for a building in in North Portland. See, if you don't know the story about how we started here, is that a church that existed here uh, for for decades and decades sensed that their that their call, their mission, that God was going to work through them was coming to a close. And they were a critical point in their life. And what they decided to do was to, to take this building that they had built. We didn't, we didn't design and build this building in 2003. I know that surprises no one. But um, this building was built decades earlier. And that, the church that was here before decided to say, hey, we're, we're at a time where God's concluding the mission that he wanted to work through us. And so we're going to hand over the building to a small group of people that's praying about starting a new church in this place. And so in 2002, that decision was made and the core group of Mosaic kept praying and then again, formally launched weekly gatherings in September of, of 2003. And that story that so significantly shaped us as a church that another church would sacrificially give to that degree and just hand it over. It, we, we, didn't, we weren't charged for it. We didn't pay somebody. They gifted us this building that we began praying that for Mosaic North, that a building would come available in, in, in the north part of Portland that we could then move into. Um, and so we've been meeting for four years at De La Salle High School in their auditorium, and it's, it's been great and wonderful partnership with De La Salle. It's just been so good. Um, but we, we got an opportunity to, to build a relationship with a church a few blocks down. Um, and through that um, relationship and, and partnership that they started saying, hey, what would it be like for you guys to move in here? And, uh, and so that's been great, and it's, it's been an answer to prayer. But as we got, uh, let's see, it was a week, about a week and a half ago, um, Adam, who leads north, and Phil, our worship pastor here, who leads primarily in north, 
um, and I, the three of us, met with their leadership team of, of Kenton Church, which is, again, about two blocks down from De La Salle High School. And, uh, and, and we met with them and talked about what it would look like to share the building, and they talked about moving their gathering time, and, and it all was great. And then we walked to the building and said, okay, well, we would probably want to do this with these kids' classrooms that are kind of just storage rooms for you now um, that aren't being used, and we would probably want to redesign it and do this. And they said, great, go for that. We walked into their worship space, um, which is it's really cool. It's an old church. The church itself is not the building, but the church is over a hundred years old. Uh, the building, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know, 80, 90 years old. It's a very old building, but very cool looking inside. And we walked the worship space and said, okay, this is fantastic, but here's what we would like to do. We'd, we'd probably change this and this and, and paint that and do this and sound would need this and, and video and, and all that stuff. And, and they just said, great, go for it. They said, you know, we wouldn't charge you. Um, um, you, can, you can move in and make all the changes you, you want. And so we finished the meeting. Adam, Phil, and I stepped out of the parking lot and kind of debriefed. And there was a sense of excitement of this, this could happen, this, this could happen. And um, as, we, as we processed and prayed both then and the next few days, realized this feels like God's opening a door for us that we've been praying about. And as we stand ready to cross that threshold and walk through that doorway, uh, we realize we're actually not at a place as a church that, that we can move into that building uh, in the way that we would need to in a, in a place of strength. Um, and there's a lot of reasons behind that. But that led us to a decision uh, this past week um, that I want to share with you um, and then back up and share the reasons why we made this decision. And the decision is this, that um, we've, we've decided to push pause on our 10 a.m. Mosaic North Sunday morning gathering. And North is going to join us back in here at 9 and 11 uh, for this next season. And we hope in, in the future to move back in. Possibly to that building or another building. But we don't know that time. And we're not setting a timeline. And we're not committing that that will absolutely happen. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to push pause on our 10 a.m. gathering at North. And I want to back up and kind of tell you some of the reasons why we did that. Particularly as we got this invitation to a building that we've been praying about. And as I'm at this point in what I want to share with you. I'm, I'm realizing I forgot to say something at the beginning. If you're a guest, welcome. Um, we're really glad that you're here. Um, and God might genuinely be leading you to be a part of this church, which, which we would love to journey together for however many years that might be. But this is a little bit of a weird Sunday. And so um, I just want you to know that I know that because you know it now that you've been listening for a few minutes. So I just want you to know I'm not oblivious to that. And so uh, there we go. We're so glad that you're here. But this is a little bit different. Typically, this time we're we're deeply into scripture and walking through what the Bible says, and this is a little different. Here's the reasons. Um, here's the reasons why uh, Mosaic North is uh, is the leaders there. The volunteers are are tired. Um, it's been a, a a tough go the last season. Um, uh, Mosaic North is four years old, uh, and we have learned that. Uh, and we know this as we've planted churches, and, and this is just readily available information uh, assessing how church plants work. But the years three to five are critical years, and we're right in the middle of that at four. And what happened at year three was um, our really our lead pastor that we sent um, to go plant north was Jason Simmons. And Jason Simmons was a part of that core team that was praying and, and helped plant Mosaic 15 years ago. So one of our, our longest leaders here at Mosaic and was 
had a vision to go and, and plant north and, and was great because we, we wanted to do that and he felt called to do that. And so he stood up, stood up and, and said, yeah, I'll go. And, and so we planted it and it was great. And he led the first, you know, kind of prep year and then the first three years out there and then felt called to, to step into a role with our, our denomination. And so he works at the regional office now here for our denomination in this, in this part of the country. And, and God's using him in that and it's great and clearly what God had for him. But it left us for a leadership transition in North at a critical season. And, and Adam Harvey, who's been on our staff now two years, um, was excited to step into that. He's an experienced church planter. He stepped into that role knowing that we're in that three to five year window. And, and, and we've been talking for a number of months, like, okay, here's where we need to be in, in, in order to move forward. And, and so Adam's doing a great job, but, but, but North has, has not grown for some time. We reached about 100 people, um, maybe a little bit more, but never consistently got past that. This past year was between 80 and 100. This summer was probably between 50 and 60. Um, if, if you know anything about North, we've got probably a third to 40% of the people at North are college students. And so um, they largely leave. Um, or go into hibernation during the summer. And so uh, they're just not there. And it's, it's a great way that God's used Mosaic North, but it makes it really tough during the summer. And so they're, they're starting to find their way back in as we, as we head into the fall here, which is great, but we're still not in a position of strength to move forward. The, the second really critical factor is our, our staff team is spread really thin. And that's not just at North, but that's both here in Northeast and at, at North. Um, Adam and Phil, who are two of our key staff, are, are leading out there. Um, Phil is overseeing worship for, for all three of our gatherings currently, but he leads most frequently out at North. Um, and Adam uh, is out there every Sunday, but teaches once a month in here, and so bounces back and forth. Um, and... Uh, and they're spread thin. We have three other staff there, Emma, Paulina, and Nico, who are just really young and are in their development stage as a, as a staff members. And they're doing a great job, but we don't have the, the capacity staff-wide to help them develop the way that they need to develop. And so for them to move back in here for a season is going to really help their development. Um, another reason is, let me make sure I didn't forget one here. Um, yeah, just uh, financially, as we as we think about moving into a building, uh, again, we've been praying for this and hoping for this, but but church wide, we're not at a place of financial strength where we can put the money into a facility that we we need to put in in order to be able to move in, and so um, we we lagged behind this past fiscal year. Um, we as a church responded so well at the end of our fiscal year in June, which is, is fantastic. Thank you, but July and August are summer months and always uh, kind of trend behind a little bit, but, but we've been behind July and August. And so as we head into the fall, um, we just don't have the financial resources to invest in a building uh, in order to move in. So uh, for all of those reasons, we're, we've made the significant decision to push pause on, on that gathering in this, in this next season and um, to, to invite North back in here um, and to re-strengthen for a season. And so um, that's, that's difficult. In many ways, it, it does feel like a, like a step backwards. Um, and yet, um, I, can, I can tell you with all confidence that we believe that's what God's leading us to do and what we need to do in this next season. And so what, I, what I'd like to, to tell you is um, what we hope for in, in this next season. And so what, what we hope for is, is, is really just that, that we would re-strengthen as a church in this season and be ready for what God calls us to next. And um, this is, it, it's a lot, but if I, if I can just move through this, there's, there's seven things that I'd like to just tell you about. Um, and I'll try to be quick. 
um, that we hope for in, in this next season. The first thing is this, that um, as we re-strengthen, the first thing is, is that, that the North leaders would be able to move into this space uh, and catch their breath and, and rest. Um, they're going to continue to serve, but they've been carrying more than their share in North, and so they're going to move back into here. Still serve. Um, we have needs here they can, they can fold right into, um, but they'll still serve, but be able to catch their breath a little bit and rest. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is that, that we would grow again as a church. Um, Mosaic North has, has not grown over the last couple years. Um, it's kind of hit that hundred barrier and not, not really moved past it. Um, but for us as a church as a whole to, to grow again. Um, as we were making this decision, we looked back over our history and, and just kind of tried to take stock again of, of, of what we know of our story. And a key piece of it is in 2009, we, we planted uh, Lifehouse in Southeast Portland. In 2010, we planted Bread, of, bread and Wine, um, which has moved around a bit, but is now in, in Southeast. Um, in the next year, in 2011, we planted Missio in Southwest. The following year, in 2012, we planted Roots in East Portland. And then in 2014, we planted Mosaic North in North Portland. And so five churches in roughly six years. And since that time, when we sent 100 people um, from here into, into north. And some have made their way back in as that's grown a little bit. Um, but some of them are still there, obviously, uh, that we sent from here. When we did that in, in 2014, we haven't grown on Sundays uh, in the last four years since then. Um, and so one of the questions we're asking ourselves is, did, did, were we a little bit more exhausted than, than we thought? It's great to plant churches and to have a vision to do that, and we're committed to doing that. Um, but, but five and six years might have been a little bit more than and we can handle. We, we know God's blessing and using each one of those churches and we're grateful for, for what's going on there. Um, but just reassessing what that, what that, the impact that that's had on us as a church. And so we hope in this next season to, to grow again uh, as a church and to be ready for what God has next. If, the third thing is, is um, there is, uh, to, just to grow financially, that we would grow and strengthen financially. The, 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 the truth is, is that um, um, so many of us give sacrificially and faithfully and regularly, um, and then others of us are, are still working that out, or that's not a part of our life, or um, it's a struggle, or, or we're all in different places in that, um, and so that we would all grow together in that in this next season, so that we can move into a building, uh, whether that be in North or that God calls us to somewhere else, that we'll be able to do things like that. And to, and to our, our staff team is, is down where it needs to be right now, and that's one of the reasons uh, because of where we're at financially, so that we would grow in that in this next season. The fourth thing is this, is one of the things that God's called us to over the last couple of years is uh, to uh, be present in our city in a different way. Um, one of the factors that we know has affected us since we've planted Mosaic North um, is that our city has changed dramatically in the last five years. Our city has changed, and then there's been significant cultural change. It's not just five years. It's a long time coming. But we know that it's a challenge to be a follower of Jesus in Portland. And we know that Portland needs more churches. But with that cultural change and the, and the, the way that our city has changed in, in the last four or five years, we want to move with that and, and make wise appropriate and bold changes to, to meet that need. And one of the things that we've done is we've seen how life groups have been so fruitful for our church over the long haul, and yet the needs are different in our city. And so we've, we've been experimenting with, with launching neighborhood communities over the last couple of years of building up to it. And then the last uh, six to nine months, we've actually launched a few. And so if you've been around for a time, you've heard a lot about these, but those need leadership and attention in this next season. Four have started and are going well around the city. Um, and what neighborhood communities are, it's a larger setting than a, than a home 
uh, Bible study or life group, that it's a group of about 30 to 50 people that meets in regular rhythms throughout out the month, throughout the year to both uh, serve and celebrate together. And so those need leadership. And so Adam's going to provide focused leadership to that in this next season. We've launched four. We have four more that are just getting off going that the leadership teams for those four are coming together. And then there's two that are just starting info meetings uh, around uh, around the city. And um, or in their in their neighborhoods, and so that 's ten plus our college one is just moving uh, and launching as we st- start into this school year into a, a meeting weekly and so there 's a college barbecue today, but then this this Friday launches the kind of the, the weekly gathering for college students um, and so that 's another one as well and so um, those need focused leadership. As we, as we push pause on our gathering in North and as North moves back into here on Sunday mornings, we're not stopping what we're called to in, in North Portland. Um, there's a great neighborhood community. Actually, the first one that got up and going happens in North Portland right now, and it's, it's thriving. It's going really well. And there's, there's a plan to, to multiply that from um, one into St. John's and one into Kent. And St. John's, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with North Portland, St. John's way at the tip of North Portland, and then Kenton neighborhood is in, in or closer uh, to five uh, freeway. Um, and then also there's some folks from Vancouver that, that go to north. And then obviously there's folks from Vancouver that come here as well. And so there's a, a neighborhood community that's just got an info meeting on the calendar happening in Vancouver. So what's happening in north will continue. It's going to change, obviously not with a Sunday gathering. Um, but the mission and ministry there is going to continue. And one of the beautiful things that's developed over the last five years through Mosaic North is a clothing exchange. And we've announced it a number of times here. But I'd like you to look at a, at a video with me that, that kind of tells more of the story of what's going on and how it's able to multiply because it's moved from a, just a, a, a life group of about 10 people that helped start it, but it grew beyond what they could handle. And now that they're a part of a neighborhood community, it's able to happen on an every other month basis. But take a look at this video and see some of what God has done through Mosaic North over the last four years. Another life group started the free clothing exchange about five and a half years ago. The question comes up like, how did this start, or why? Why do you guys do this? And I mean, and the heart of the event is is to is to share Christ's love through meeting a tangible uh, need. This is the way that He served people; He met their needs. I love how it brings people together. We have people who are just coming to refresh their clothes, and then we have other people who you know, are living on the side of the road and they and they don't have the clothes um, and kind of everywhere in between. They come every time so they get to know each other. So there's actually this building of friendships between demographics that probably wouldn't otherwise have a reason to stop and talk to each other or know each other. Um, and for me, that's the most exciting part. There's definitely some moms that come that have single, to try to... Yeah, single moms trying to clothe their kids. Yeah, food or clothes. Right. And we can take, if we can take the clothes part off the table for them and they don't have to make that decision and they can focus their resources on feeding their family, then that's fantastic. For people, especially people that are homeless or, or whatever, they don't get that experience of going and looking through a rack. All of our stuff is hung up on racks. Um, and I think that's part of what draws people to it is that there is a sense of dignity to coming and looking through a rack and holding something on a hanger up and seeing if it's going to fit you. We've started um, a book exchange too. Oh yeah. Um, God brought it to our attention uh, several months back. There are there are households in North Portland who don't own any books of their own. Their children don't have books. We have the resources to share those books and to 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 give them to kids and, and families that might not have books to call their own. 
the Children's Book Bank of Portland was super generous, and they they seated us a, a nice big box of books, mostly kids' books, mm-hmm. and to look around and see, you know, parents are shopping for clothes, and the kids are all just, you know, tearing through the pages of these books, and then they all got to take two or three home with them, and that's just an example of how we can focus on partnerships and expanding and other needs um, because of the generosity of the folks at Kenton Church. One of the things that you, the folks at Mosaic might not realize is that their their generosity through their their giving allows Mosaic to, to do life group grants, which takes care of a lot of our funding needs. All that stuff comes from the, the generosity of the folks at Mosaic. Come, see what it's about. Ask God if it's where he wants you to get involved. So we've, we're going to and every other month. We're increasing the frequency of the exchange this year. Which means that there are more opportunities for people to take ownership. There's no reason why it can't grow and serve more people. Um, if they look familiar to you, that's uh, Zach and, and Jenny. They, uh, they lead it. They're they're not married, but they uh, team together and have led that. Uh, they've been a part of the same life group. Um, Zach and his family have hosted uh, that life group, and then it's grown into be a part of the neighborhood community now. And um, they were they were here and, and were sent with with North. And uh, so even talking to them about um, as our, as we push pause in the gathering and they and they gather here again on on Sunday morning that um, they're committed to what God's called them to in North and are passionate about it and believe that God's going to continue to use them. Um, which is which is really encouraging. Last last three things. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly through these hopefully. But um, the, the other thing that we hope to see uh, in this next season is a, a, an opportunity to develop uh, our younger staff and our our younger uh, leaders in training. Um, again, like I mentioned, uh, Adam and Phil uh, are, are leading significantly out at North. Um, Pauline, uh, Emma, and Nico are younger staff. We've got some younger staff here as well. Um, that when they're leading out there and they don't have a, an experienced staff person to to walk alongside with them and to watch them and to coach them and to give them feedback and to direct them, they're not able to develop in the way uh, that they need to in this season of their leadership journey. And so folding back in here for a season will give them an opportunity uh, to do that and grow and, and, and learn here. And then we've got 18 leaders in training uh, this next year, um, and that's a huge amount. Um, I think it's our largest cohort ever, um, and half of those are from north. And so if, if you can begin to feel what that's like to have a younger staff and then uh, eight to eight or nine uh, leaders in training out there where we're, we're thin in our leadership capacity already uh, to be here where they can be coached and, and directed and given feedback and encouraged um, on a regular basis is going to be much better for their development as well. So uh, a, a season of development for our leaders in training and, and our younger staff. Um, the other thing that we're going to do in this next season, we're going to continue to walk with Canton Church and explore what the real costs would be like for us to move in there financially, what would need to be done. We did a great quick look through, but I don't know anything about estimating costs and those kind of things just by a glance. And so really to step into that and see what that would look like. And then we're also going to explore what it would mean to to, to start an evening gathering out in, in North. Um, that would allow our staff to be able to be at all three instead of on Sundays split at the same time meeting in two different locations. Again, there's no promise on timeline on that or even that that will happen, but that's one of the questions we're going to be asking ourselves and exploring in, in this season. And the last thing um, that we're going to do in this next season is something that we've never done before as a church. Um, we're going to do what, what is called a church health assessment. 
And so what that means, if you can imagine, we're turning 15, and so some of us at all different ages are told that we have to go for a checkup. Um, we're, we're choosing to do that. We, wanna, we want somebody to come in and, and take stock of where we're at. What are the things that we're, we're doing well? What are the things that we're not doing well? What are the things that we're not even doing that we could be doing? What are kind of our, um, if you're familiar with a SWOT analysis, kind of what are our strengths and weaknesses? What are our opportunities and our threats? Um, what are things that we see about ourselves? What are things that we don't see about ourselves? And the way that this happens is that we all get to participate. And so for September and October, uh, we're going to start, which will happen this next week, is a, is a survey will be available. It'll be online, and we'll have printed ones as well. But we want everybody that calls Mosaic home to take that and to, to help us give us feedback on ourselves. And, and then uh, we've got a group of people from the outside that are coming to help assess that and give us feedback. And so uh, we're going to do that in September or October. It's, a, it's called a church health assessment, and we, we believe it. Turning 15 this month um, is it a critical time for us to just kind of stop and go, hey, Let's, let's make sure we know where we're healthy and where we're not healthy as we look to the future. So that's, that's the last thing. Here's, here's how, you can, how you can lean in, how you can partner uh, with Mosaic in this season. The first thing is to, I want to invite you to pray and fast. Uh, to pray uh, and to fast. And how we've been doing that, pray specifically for protection in this season. Uh, pray for wisdom for us. And then pray for, for blessing. That, that we're blessed, that God blesses us in this season. That we're able to bless our city and our world in new ways. Um, so pray. Fasting, if you're not familiar with fasting, it's intentionally taking uh, a meal or more off um, uh, to pray and, and talk to God. Um, how we're doing that, and we've done this for the last couple months, is the first Tuesday of the month, which is this coming Tuesday. So tomorrow's Labor Day, and then Tuesday following will be the first Tuesday, is to take a meal off. And um, we've just suggested lunch. That's kind of the most convenient. Uh, what our staff is doing is not eating lunch. Those that choose to do this are not eating lunch and meeting in this room right here, uh, which is our welcome room, uh, from noon to one on the first Tuesday of the month. And so anyone that wants to come is invited. You can join us in there. What we'll be doing is, is praying together and not eating which is kind of doing one thing, but we'll count it as two. Um, praying and not eating. But, um, so if you're, if you're available, you want to come. If you want to take another meal off, that's, that's totally fine. But I want to invite you uh, on the first Tuesday of the month to, to fast specifically. And then what it means to be a partner here anyways is, uh, and we've got a, a partnership class that's coming up later this fall, but um, is, is just to be a part of our church family. Um, one thing is to, is to be here on Sundays ready to worship, uh, that you're here, that you're with our church family, that we're celebrating together, we're learning together, uh, we're seeking God together uh, in, in, this, in this place. And um, I, I just want to remind you too, um, we meet at 9 and 11 on Sundays right here in this place. And um, what I want to do is I, wanna, I just want to remind us of the times that we meet, uh, which are at 9 and 11. And so we have an 11 a.m. gathering and then we have a 9 a.m. gathering or a 9 and an 11 and so um, I just want to tell you that there's a number of people in our church family that have, have seen and read that, but somehow it gets translated to, to 908 and, and 1112. And so um, just, I, want, I just kind of want to move that up if that's you. Um, and when I say 9, maybe if you could just hear 1158. And when you hear 11, you could hear 1058, please. Um, so um, let me say it another way. Um, don't be tardy. Um, especially if you don't have a spouse or kids, you got no excuse. Be on time. So um, if you have a spouse and kids, just work harder. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. It's it's hard. I I know it's it's tough, and and um, there's not a clock, and you're getting paid and that kind of thing. But here's the deal: it it matters for us to be together and start well. And so it, it and here's the other thing: it it might be a lot of work for us to get here on time. When a when a guest comes, let, let me tell you a secret. You might not know this because 
you're not all pastors, but I have to know this. Guests, when they come and check out a, a church family and to experience a church, here's the secret. They're always early. They come early. And so they walk in and they're like, oh, there's no one here. Oh, it's nine. Oh, it's 11. We're starting. There's no one here. Oh, this must start at, 10, at 11.15. I'll come back next week at 11.15. So that's just kind of the experience. It helps to be here on time. This is much more than I intended to say about it, and I'm going to stop now, but there you go. Um, 9 and 11, uh, uh, be here. Um, join a neighborhood community. Check one out. Go, go try it. It's a, it's a new thing. Some of us haven't even experienced it yet. Maybe you hear us talk about it and cast vision for it. And you're like, oh, I don't quite get it. Uh, try one out and, and, and try it for a season. Um, give. If you're not giving financially, that's part of what it means to be about part of this church family is to, is to give. And here's the reality. Here's the truth for all of us. If we all gave something, um, we would have far more than we need. We'd be, we'd be set and ready for the next season. I hope that God does that in, in, in the, the life of our church in this next season. It strengthens this. It's, it's tough. It's tough to talk about money. It's tough to, tough to if, you, if that's not a discipline or a practice in your life, to actually give uh, to, to your church family. But if we all gave, we'd have, we'd have more um, than enough than we need. Um, and then uh, serve. There's, it, it might sound like, hey, North is coming in here, and great, they can, they can pick up some of the serving opportunities. There's plenty of ways to serve, and we all have something to contribute. And if you're not serving, we, we collectively are missing out on what you have to offer. And some of you hear that, and you're like, man, I don't buy that. He's just saying that. I, I, I genuinely believe it. We all have something to offer and contribute. If we don't have a place to serve that matches what you have to offer, we can probably help find some place for you. And so we, we're here for a reason. We're not here just to sit and receive and listen. There's a way for you to contribute. We'd love to walk with you and find out what that is for you to serve. Um, oh, and then last, you'll, you'll find out more information. We'll, we'll make, put on our website and, and, and the e-news will go out this week, but how to fill out the, self, the church health assessment survey that will go live this, uh, at the end of this next week. And so when that, when that goes live, is, uh, take, a, take a few moments and, and set aside and fill that out uh, when it comes available. Um, Abraham took a step into the unknown. It was a step of obedience. It was a step of faith. Um, and it was also a risk. And as we, as we push pause on our North gathering, and as they join us here again, and as we pray for God for these things in this next season, there's, a, there's an opportunity that might feel like, oh, good, I can, I can relax. I can just work on being comfortable in my church. We want to be safe here. But we don't want to hold back from taking risks. God's going to call us to something in the future that's going to be a significant risk. We don't know exactly what that is. Um, but, but part of this is not just to feel comfortable. We want to be positioned for the, the sacrificial risk that God will call us to in the future. And then joyfully step into that and, and move forward when he calls it. Um, I, I, want to, I want to read this, this uh, passage to us. It's in uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Um, and I want to read a chunk of it, but then the last few verses are actually part of the verses that we read consistently, kind of as our sending out text uh, five years ago when we were getting ready to plant, four years ago when we were getting ready to plant uh, Mosaic North. So listen to these again. Ephesians 3, starting with verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp 
How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And here's the verses that we said consistently as we were getting ready to plant north four years ago. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I believe God's going to do great things in us in this next season. This, um, so much of this feels like a, a step back and to have to push pause on something that we've given such great prayer and effort and work towards does feel like a step back. And yet, we believe this is the healthy and wise decision at this time. And we hope that God does great things in us in this next season, gets us ready for what the next risk will be. I want to invite you as we continue to sing to, to come to one of these tables. And it's, it tells us the story again. We, we come to these tables on a weekly basis because we need to hear the good news of Jesus, that he died and was buried and he rose again. And that that's the story that has shaped us, the story that has shaped our church. And it's a story that we hope shapes more and more people in our city. And so I want you to invite you to these tables as we sing to take a piece of bread and to dip it in the juice as we remember who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and what he's called us to.